We are facing a mental health crisis, and it's more important than ever to have access to the support we need. That's why I'm grateful for BetterHelp, the largest online counseling platform in the world. BetterHelp is changing the way people get help with life challenges by providing convenient, discreet, and affordable access to licensed therapists. With BetterHelp, professional counseling is available anytime, anywhere, from your smartphone, computer, or tablet. If you're looking for support, sign up today at BetterHelp.com. Use the promo code SOLVINGHEALTHCARE to get 10% off sign-up fees. That's BetterHelp.com, promo code SOLVINGHEALTHCARE. COVID has affected us all, and with all the negativity surrounding it, it's often hard to find the positive. One of the blessings it has given us is the opportunity to build an avenue for creating change, starting right here in our community. Discussing topics that affect us most, such as racism in healthcare, maintaining a positive mindset, creating change, the importance of advocacy, and the many lessons we have all learned from COVID. If you or your organization are interested in speaking engagements, send a message to quadcast99 at gmail.com, reach out on Facebook at Quadcast, or online at drquadjo.ca. Welcome to Solving Healthcare. I'm Quadjo Caramante. I'm an ICU and palliative care physician here in Ottawa and the founder of Resource Optimization Network. We are on a mission to transform healthcare in Canada. I'm going to talk with physicians, nurses, administrators, patients, and their families because inefficiencies, overwork, and overcrowding affects us all. I believe it's time for a better healthcare system that's more cost-effective, dignified, and just for everyone involved. Quadcast Nation, boy, do we have a special episode for y'all. As many of you know, I do like my podcast standing, but now I'm dancing because we got Tro in the house, (laughs) my man, who I got to meet in Denver, who is literally changing the landscape of diabetes, pre-diabetes, obesity. You know him from Low Carb MD Podcast. You know him from his lively Twitter feed. He is an internist, obesity specialist, straight up baller. <laughs> How's that for an intro? <laughs> Welcome, Tro, to the Listen, show. Man, I'm happy to be here. You know, I'm a huge fan of yours. I see your stuff on Instagram and, uh, you know, I saw you talk uh, and it was great. And the first thing I said to, you know, Besides, you know, everything you mentioned, you know, I, I'm on the board of directors at the SMHP and the Society of Metabolic Health Practitioners. So if you're a doctor or a nurse practitioner or PA or, or a health coach looking to get trained, this is the, the not-for-profit, the largest not-for-profit that's specifically as a mission to educate healthcare providers on metabolic health. So I'm busy. Listen, folks, do you know how powerful that is, by the way? about empowering healthcare providers to learn about low carb. So like what what motivated this? Like I might have put that up in a like just mentioned the reason but like yeah, what motivated, I mean, yeah like how'd you get there? I mean, I'll, I'll tell you. Look, besides, you know, I was 350 pounds 10 years ago. I was a chief resident in Yale. And uh, I, I did probably what you did, which is I went to the medical literature like what what's going to work for metabolic health and, and, and weight what's going to work and you look into the data 
And all of a sudden, it's like, wait a second, it's not exactly what we were told. It's not about calorie counting, doesn't work so well, low-fat diets don't work so well. At the time, it was very clear, low-carb diets seemed to be better. And, uh, and so, you know, I had to go and learn about nutrition and lifestyle and sleep and exercise. And, uh, and what I found was a lot of what we thought was true was just, I don't want to say propaganda. I don't want to say anchored in heuristics, you know, like that just doctors don't change. You know, they kind of learn something and they, they're just, you know, they don't want to like adapt to new information. But when I saw this information, I read 3,000 papers. I, I read 300 diet books. You know, I was a desperate 350 pound guy. And so I lost 150 pounds, kept it off now. And I desperately wanted to create a practice that I wanted, that I would have wanted as a patient. So, uh, and I wish I had a network of doctors to pull from, right? And so the way the SMHP in my practice got started was, I started the practice, you know, I was like, well, what would I want as a patient? I want to be completely connected. I wouldn't want to have to come in. I wouldn't want to waste time. I'd want to be able to text. I'd want an app for asynchronous education. I'd want real-time biofeedback, sleep studies when I need it, CGMs when I need it. I'd want all these things um, easy and accessible. I'd want a team that's been through it and cares, right? So we built that. And then, you know, I went back to Doug Reynolds from Low Carb USA. I said, we need a physician's organization. There's no physician's work. And this was like five years ago, six years ago. And so uh, we made it with Eric Westman, you know, Rob Sivis, Marco Pizzella, Dr. Laura Buchanan, who works for me, uh, Miriam Kalamian, uh, and so many others. Now we have 500 people, 500 healthcare practitioners, over 100 are accredited. We've created an accreditation. Uh, and this is all not-for-profit. So, you know, we're, you know, this is not some, you know, our goal is to be the doctors I wish I had. I had to cold call Mark Kukuzel. Imagine being a 350-pound doc, okay, and you see this guy changing West Virginia University to, like, low sugar, and you're like, this guy gets it, but, it, like, I need to talk to him. And I cold called Mark Kukuzel. I remember this was 2016, and I'm like, Mark, how did you do it? And he's like, you know, he was like a mentor to me. So, you know, we need to – we need that avenue for people like you and me to be able to connect and then also to mentor the next round of students and residents and PAs and MPs and nurses. So that's how the SMHP started. And, uh, and it's just grown since. We have two conferences a year, and, and uh, it's fantastic. That, that's incredible. Number one, I'm sure you get this a, a lot, but – being the change to me is always so important. You had that affinity to get healthier as a healthcare provider and you executed number one. And let me tell you, it's, it's a powerful, that alone is powerful. When people see around you that you take ownership of your health, when you're giving advice to patients, you know what I'm saying? And you've been that change. That's the juice right there. Low carb juice. Look, I'll tell you, um, I always wanted it. You know, uh, I mean, my story is checkered. I'm not going to go into it, but, but uh, 
you know, I can go back to, to being 13 years old. I remember that's when I wanted to be a doctor. I remember. But, uh, but, you know, I've always wanted it. I think the problem is, is when you're beating yourself, when you're beating your head into the wall again and again, and the doctors are telling you, no, you got to keep beating your head into the wall, calories, low fat, you know, um, you know if it fits your macros, whatever, whatever it is, all these concepts that are not exactly wrong. I'm not saying they're wrong. They're just not exactly right. And um, when you start to connect the dots that, hey, look, satiety is key, hunger is key, cravings are key, how not to feel deprived, how to manage social, social situations when you're dieting and recuperating from them if you go off plan, how to, you know, uh, manage your emotions, cope, you know, these are all the things they don't exactly tell you, right? They're just like, go count your calories. And that's, that's not it. So I always wanted it. I, always, I never wanted to be 350 pounds. I've yet to meet somebody who wanted to have diabetes or have hypertension or obesity, you know, but uh, the problem is, is you have to figure it out. And we don't have a lot of good uh, shepherds, right? We have a lot of wolves, you know, the profit, the, the, uh, the uh, you know, we have a for-profit basically, you know, uh, a medical system that is not accountable to outcomes, right? And even if it's not for profit, they're not accountable. In Canada, I know it's a public system, but, you know, that doctor, right, he's going to say, well, if you can't do it, you know, that, that that's on you. But we need to think as providers, what do we need to help our patients do it? We've heard in the last 20 years that obesity management is the diet you can adhere to. At what point? Will doctors say, it's my job to get the patient to adhere to it? It's my job to inspire them. It's my job to give them information. It's my job. So take responsibility and ownership. That's what you said about healthcare, right? So you're talking about the individual. My mission now is to make it the systems, right? To make the doctors responsible, right? It's your job, right? It's your job. Those are your patients. This is your mission. You have the knowledge, and if your if your patients, you know, imagine you have a class, and ninety five percent of the class is failing. That's what we have. Yes, right. That's metabolic health. Ninety five percent of our our population is metabolically well. That's not an individual problem, right? That's not an individual problem. That's a physician medical health problem. The teachers are to blame. I can't express how much I love this like you you see the what's his name Jackal was it Jackal I forget his name he, he talks a lot about uh, extreme ownership he's a oh yeah 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 the, the guy with the watch he's, he's got the watch, watch? yeah yeah he th- doesn't he do the watch he takes a picture of his watch at 4am oh, yeah, yeah, yeah he does a watch yeah he's yeah yeah but one of the principles that I I love of his is like this extreme ownership and clinicians you know, I I don't I didn't register I, I didn't fully think of it this way, but now the more I throw you you throw it down, the more it's hitting home. Yes, we need to take ownership. Like when I'm teaching the, the medical students, and they 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 got no idea what I'm talking about. What I tell myself is clearly I'm not articulating myself in a way that's coherent. I gotta I gotta I gotta meet them where they are at. Okay, and so I gotta pivot. What the hell pivot have we done over the last 40 years? There ain't no pivot. And we and as you eloquently mentioned before, 
We are dinosaurs in medicine. We don't like change. So this is why I think like this is sexy because it's 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 transformative. It's changing the mindset. It's telling clinicians own it. That's your patient. You're getting paid to treat that that patient. So how are you going to meet them where they at? Because your approach right now of hey, reduce your calories and start moving more. Here's a pamphlet. Here's a website probably or something. That ain't doing shit. It's time. To, yeah, no, I I love it. I love Bingo. this. Well, so 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 this is it. So now, so step into my mindset. This is me in a silo five years ago. You know, take it a step further. People don't want to come to your office. You were in the ICU. You know the people that were dying. They were overweight, had metabolic syndrome, high triglycerides, right? You see it all the time, right? Those people are, and I was those, I was that person. We have intense shame and guilt. We have intense self-blame. We blame ourselves. We don't have enough willpower. But we don't want to step in front of your office. We don't want to come in on your scale. So I thought to myself, we need remote equipment. This is five years ago before COVID. We had remote blood pressure cuffs, biometric scales in every patient's house. We were watching. We have, we are the biggest prescriber of CGMs in the East Coast. I am in the top 1% of CGM prescribers. <laughs> okay. Why? Because they don't, we should make it easy. We should make it. They don't want to come in. Why come in? Why waste time coming in? You can watch your blood pressure, weight, blood sugar completely remotely in real time. I can reach out to you when I see something off. You can reach out to me when you need help. Right now, like think about other things in our lives. Like I thought to myself, if I, I have to be able to beat like AAA, AAA, the, the company you call when you get a flat tire, right? You can call them or text them and you can get a hold of somebody in like five minutes. Medicine's got to be that easy. You got to be able to text. So we have real time sort of text messaging. People don't want to wait to see you. They need an education platform on their own time. So every doctor should have an education platform. We have a whole platform, a whole curriculum, cited videos. You know, uh, uh, we have podcasts. You can go to give meetings. People should have a way to come together to discuss their discuss their struggles or what they've done. We have a meeting every day, Tuesdays, Wednesdays, Thursdays, Fridays. There's something somebody can come to. We do live podcast recordings. We have a big group, hundreds of people all throughout the United States getting together Tuesday, discussing the topic. We have small mini groups on Wednesdays. So the point is to form those social bonds with people just like you who've walked the walk, people who are intensely serious, right, and are on the journey. So the idea here has been uh, how do we create the ideal model? Because the ideal model in medicine, right, I know you talk a lot about uh, medical models and, and, and what we need to do. You know, what we want to do is we're right here. So the biggest disaster in medicine is going too long and far away from a serious medical issue and the same is true for lifestyle medicine. Like you have a heart attack and you wait. It's the worst thing. You have a stroke and you wait. Like, I got this. I can do this. It's, it's going to go away. 
right? That's the worst thing for possible outcome medicine. Medicine wants to get you right away. They want you to know the signs of stroke and heart attack, and they want you to know to reach out for help in that minute because the closer we get to that minute, the more we're going to be able to help you. And the same is true for lifestyle. You know, what happens you eat off plan and you can go months before you get back on track. And what we want to do as a clinic with lifestyle and medicine, both of them, is get to that minute. We saw it on the CGM. How can we help you out? When you're probably stressed out, is there something we can do? Your heart rate's gone up. Your blood pressure's gone up. Can we help you? Right? Can we help you? Because we want to get to that minute where somebody ate the ice cream and they're about to regret it and we're there for them. Right? We're there for them. We call it moment zero. We want to get to moment zero. Right? So we don't want somebody to wait 12 hours to get to us with a stroke. We want to wait like one, 12 seconds to get to us with a stroke. Same thing with lifestyle. We want to get close to the point of, uh, uh, of you know, uh, of most impact. This is, this is the sauce right there. This is the sauce. What, this might seem like a left field, but how do you, what's a model that you could fund something like this? How can you, because this is always the worry is, oh, yeah, it's always cash money. And like my, my platform or my hill to die on is let's invest in prevention because that 50,000 ICU dollar admission could be avoided by some of the many things that you're proposing. But in your, the way, in, in your practice, in your model, like how, how can, how can you make this work? So we first started out direct to consumer, which I'll tell you sucked. And I'll tell you why. Direct to consumer is a challenge because the costs are so high, right? The costs are so high. And we pass that on. We don't take insurance. So like if I accept an insurance contract, they're going to pay me $17. And so I'm going to see you in seven minutes, right? That's the problem. And I'm going to spend my time thinking about needless things to do to you, like EKGs and allergy tests and spirometries, just so I can code more and bill more. That's how insurance makes me think. So first thing I did was I'm not taking insurance. They're a corrupting force. They take me away from the patient. They make me think in a bad way. You know, I was like, they can't they have no place in my practice. So we don't take any insurance money. It's direct consumer, right? And so the consumer doesn't see value in me. They walk away. I constantly have to prove my value. I constantly have to get better. I constantly have to be better. And that's the way I want to be. That's the way. So it's a challenge. You know, we charge $200 a month for metabolic care. I know you're in Canada. That's like 300 Canadian, 250 Canadian. It's, it's not like cheap. $875 Canadian right now. But. <laughs> <laughs> But it, it's it's not cheap. Mm. So so uh, my goal was to get, and my my real wish is to get the price under the cost of cable, right? So that'll be my goal. If we can get our costs under cable, what uh, what we found is uh, so so what we found is it was very much sort of affluent people who were very desperate or had disposable incomes that were coming to us. It was very limited. Right, but uh, the people who really want us are the employers, and so we just, you know, we, we had an interview on uh, CBS about our employee wellness program, and we've published on our employee wellness program, and 
it's a win-win-win. The employers are bearing the burden of healthcare costs. We save them money within 12 months. We are cost neutral for them within 12 months because of the rapid uh, you know, weight loss, change in diabetes and hypertension. We're able to discontinue medications that are no longer needed. Right? So not only that, I thought they cared really about, weight, uh, about uh, money, about pre- prescription money, but what they're really after is worker and worker happiness, worker productivity and worker happiness. So, which is, you know, you can imagine if somebody is sort of depressed and sick and not working, you know, uh, to their optimal, that costs companies a lot more. Um, and so we have found our biggest successes have been with employers. And they are paying for our program completely. It's free to their employees. And we make it on a volunteer basis. It's not like forced. We don't want to force it on everybody. We want the people who we're going to have an impact on because they're ready to make a change. So it's not like an employee wellness program where like you have to go get your lipids checked and you freaking hate it to get $500 off or whatever, the premiums. It's, um, we have a program where you can, excuse my language, unfuck your health, right? You can unfuck your health and your employer will pay for it. And they get personal trainers, health coaches, doctors, you know, they're all part of the program. Honestly, Troll, I love this model. I love this model that about going to the healthcare provider. Because, I mean, almost everybody works for somebody, okay? And what you've been able to create is win-wins for everybody. Win for the employees, win for the staff because they're functional, not taking stress leave, not taking medical leave and so forth. It's a, it's, it's a, a model that allows you to grow. And we to fulfill our mission. I mean, every single person in our practice, you know, Amy, I guess my program director, she lost 220 pounds, kept it off six years. Brian Wiley lost a hundred pounds, kept it off 15 years, started with the Atkins book. Mm. You know, uh, Laura, Dr. Laura Buchanan, you know, she's, uh, she was pre-diabetic. She was skinny, but she's pre-diabetic, right? And she's mm-hmm. 20-something, right? Yeah. So, you know, and she's a you know board-certified family physician and board-certified obesity medicine doctor, brilliant person. She never showed it. You know, I showed it on my, on my waist and my body, but she, she had pre-diabetes, right? And all, uh, all of us have been impacted by mm. metabolic health. Right, so our mission here is, yeah, we want to earn money and mm. have an income and all that stuff, but ultimately, you know, we're here to do good work, you know. And so we're we we ring a bell when somebody reverses diabetes. Unbelievable. You know? That's the bell we ring. It, it isn't funny, and isn't funny that I'm not shy, I'm not ashamed to say this. I didn't really fully understand that this was possible. Do you know what I mean? Like reversing diabetes in, I'm going to say a relatively short period of time for folks. That was not on my radar coming out of medical school. It wasn't on my radar till the pandemic, 2020, until I we were seeing the link between metabolic health and type 2 diabetes and COVID outcomes. And knowing that we have, for whatever reason, 
not been preaching this to oh, our up and coming. You want to know what the reason is? You and me. Medical professionals. We've never organized. Right? The, the vegans have organized. Like, they have the ACLM. Right? The AFP can't be trusted. I said this at Denver. I don't know if you caught it. The AFP can't be trusted. ACSM can't be trusted. They took money from Coca-Cola. Can't be trusted. The ACLM is not... They, they want health, but they want it within the confines of plant-based. Right? And so there is... There, there's been no place for you and me, doctors, to, to become a peer network, a group. Right? I think that's, that's my personal. I mean, it is powerful when you have a bunch of people that are supported to be able to get a message across. But, um, yeah, no, it, it's, I, I still to this day, I almost feel a bit ashamed that this hasn't been more forefront, more in the forefront because just think about the lives troll. Like think about how many people functionally, medically, psychologically could be impacted knowing that some of these tools are available to them and can really act actually reverse their disease. Like I, I just, um, I'm dumbfounded. Why? I mean, I have my reasons. No. I'm just curious. Why do you, I don't want to get too conspiratorial on a, such a friendly podcast, but why do you think that is? I mean, I think we all got our. I mean, <laughs> just trying to think if I want to go there on the show, but it's. <laughs> it's a, cash I mean, everything cash, around me. Everything's about yeah. cash money, you know what I mean? And. Yeah. I was gonna say that too. I was gonna cream. Yeah, I was gonna throw that down. But, uh, but uh, yeah. I, I, what, what, why don't we just keep it at that? It's. I think it's. I mean, common sense. But let me, let me ask you just just for folks that that are kind of new to the low carb space or like the idea of low carb. Like, what is that? What does that look like in terms of? What the well, like when you were going through it, what you ate on a daily basis, how you felt because it's you know if you think about it, that could be a significant percentage of your macros that are being altered. What did that look like for you, and how quickly? Whether you want to go personal or to some of your patients, uh, how you quickly see do you see benefit any weight loss and diabetes? So if you have diabetes, high triglycerides, metabolic syndrome, you do not need to lose weight. You can essentially. I've seen A1C of 12 go to an A1C of five and a half in several, in three to six months. So immediate. We stop insulin day one in type two diabetics that quickly. Okay, that quickly. So we've seen, uh, I can't even count how many people have lost 100 pounds or more in our practice. Uh, that employee wellness program I've talked to you about, we have more than five people who've lost 100 pounds uh, without medications, without surgery. Um, and what does that look like? I think the hardest part is not the ideal, which is the ideal is always, you know, meat, fish, chicken, eggs, Greek yogurt, green leafy vegetables, berries. That's the ideal for most people, right? And if you ask them, what's your ideal diet? They say protein, vegetable, right? I think where people need our help sometimes is like, what do you do if you're craving pizza? What do you do if you're craving chocolate? What do you do if you're craving, what, what are you going to eat? You can't stop drinking soda. What do you do? Right, and I think that's 
you know, part of it is like, how do you go from this addictive food environment with all this sort of crazy, awesome foods to your ideal of meat, fish, chicken, eggs, Greek yogurt, green leafy vegetables, and yogurts? And that part's hard. What do you do when you go to family gatherings? What do you do when it's late at night and your kids are asleep and you're watching Netflix? What do you do when we're watching the NBA playoffs? Right? Which is what I'm doing right now. What do you do? And uh, so the part is not the ideal because everybody has a pretty good vision of an ideal. Everybody's the same. If I ask people, what's your idea of a healthy diet? Everybody says protein vegetable. Right? What happens is what do you do when you can't do your ideal because you're hungry or you have cravings or you feel deprived? What do you do when you have social situations and you don't know how to handle? What do you do when you need to recover because you went off plan and you need to figure out what to, you know, how to get back on track quick? And what do you do when you have emotions and, and stresses and, and you don't know how to cope otherwise? So the food is easy. I mean, steaks, eggs, you know, salads, fish, you know, asparagus, mixed vegetables, you know, some berries here and there if you need a dessert, Greek yogurt. That's the that's what it looks like. Then, you know, how dirty do I get? Meaning like, you know, Lily's chocolate, Quest pizza, you know, Rosette's cookies, you know, stuff like that, When I, you know, which are low-carb replacement items, you know, Quest chips. You know, I try to just keep those to as, as minimum as possible. Um, but they do make, an, you know, an appearance in my diet. I'd say probably like two, two times a month I need some sort of junky replacement because otherwise I would have eaten, you know, Doritos. I'm, I'm, it's a no-brainer for me, somebody who exercises, to pick Quest chips over Doritos, and I got no stock in Quest, right? I got no stock. It's just, it's an easy, you know, what's the ideal over that? I mean, you know, eat some meat and vegetables, right? So that's what it looks like. How quickly? Right away. Right away. And, and just to give people a taste, like when they do have those, like what do you tell those people when they haven't, they're like, I want to have that pizza, extra cheesy, extra doughy pizza right now, that Chicago deep dish. I'm getting hungry thinking yeah, we, about so it. So we get them, like, we what, show them how to the make pizza, you, you show them where to folks. buy pizza from, uh, Blaze pizza, Lit pizza, it's got low carb uh, crusts, uh, there's a sausage crust you can get from Chicago actually shipped. Uh, we can show you how to make pizza. Rosette's got a, a, a full disclosure. That's my wife's company. Uh, that's got uh, that that's got an almond flour crust. It's basically flathead dough in a, in a in a bag. You know, so um, we show people if if their goal is to meet a craving, there's ways to do it. Right. If your desire is to think that you can eat that every day and lose weight, it's not going to happen. Right. If you need pizza once a month in between the, you know, or occasionally when everybody else is eating pizza. Right. We got you covered. If you think you can eat this stuff every day and lose weight, like we need to help you recreate a vision of your own. Mm. And so. And do you. Yeah. And, yeah. Sorry. And when it comes to when you're coaching people through low, uh, low carb approach, do you get them to count their carbs? Are you, is this the, the approach? And if so, do you kind of give them a guide? On- we try to, we try to stay away from counting as much as possible. Yeah. So we make it pretty easy. I mean, this is my, 
This is my advice. If it's meat, fish, chicken, eggs, Greek yogurt, green leafy vegetables, or berries, don't count it. Yeah. Don't count it. And now when I say berries, strawberries, blackberries, raspberries, right? Not blue, blueberry. Screw blueberries. Nobody likes blueberries. What? I'm a blueberry okay. fiend. <laughs> Yeah, because they're they're so much so much higher in sugar. Uh, yeah, but no, there's nothing wrong with blueberries. But, <laughs> but I'm just I'm just teasing. But um, but yeah, we try not to get. To, we tell them to count if it's any other food, any other food. Right? If it's another food, count it. Right, and that's basically nuts, low carb snacks, other fruit. Start counting. You know what I like about this? Simple. Keep it simple and attainable for folks that allows them to execute. You know what I mean? So I, I, I think this is brilliant because I think when people get a little bogged down with the process, having to count everything, some people like it, I must say, but some people find that daunting and it could it could almost almost like reject them from wanting to, to, to participate. So I, I really... I got to commend you. You guys are doing some amazing, like truly amazing work. And, and you know, like I said before, you need some, you need some soldiers. You know what I mean? Let's go, man. Like, yeah, let's yeah, dance. We definitely need soldiers, man. We definitely need, we need, we need commanders too. Yeah. You know, that's the thing. We need command. We need people who are teaching residents, you know, and students. We need physician leaders, you know, that, that you know, we just need a lot of, a lot more than Crazy Tro and you know, and his podcast. So uh, it's good to meet. It was good to meet you, man. I've been following you on Instagram for a bit, so I, now I feel like I'm a social media stalker. You <laughs> no, know? no, no. You're, you're, this is. I mean, we. I've, I've been following the show. I've been. I've been. Uh, it was. It was nice to finally meet in person at the, at the conference and and so how do people get a hold of you? How do they learn more about the clinic, the pot, whatever you are throwing down? Throw, let them know. Yeah, let's throw, let's throw it down. So you can get me on any social media at Dr. Tro spelled out, D-O-C-T-O-R-T-R-O. You can get the app, Dr. Tro app. You go to any app store, Dr. Tro app. We have 10,000 people on the app. Come join us, free. You can just sign up, start talking, get things for free. If you want to throw us a bone and get some some of our weight loss curriculum, you can, but you don't need to. You can get me on the podcast, Low Carb Baby Podcast, you know, um, and go to the website, drtro.com. You could text the live human right through our website. So we are text enabled. And get this, another thing I wanted when I was back 350 pounds I wanted to create a hotline that people could call and get help right now. So I made a hotline on the app, a get help now part of the app, where if you're struggling, binge eating something, you need help right now, there's 50 people who've lost weight off and maintained it off on our app. You go, you hit get help now, you type in your question, 50 live humans will respond to you who have maintained weight off to get you help. That is some sexy bullshit. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Jesus. No, man. Your game is no. ridiculous. This man's game is ridiculous. I got I gotta say, I left I'm leaving this pod feeling more motivated than other than ever to be able to reach out to 
people struggling with with uh, with diabetes and obesity and metabolic syndrome. So I gotta say, you're an inspiration, and I love the way you think. I love the way you think. Resist the 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 mainstream shit and ask yourselves how we could pivot to make a difference. We need more thought leaders like this. So, Dr. Troll, it's been an absolute pleasure. You're a ball changer. Is that an expression? I don't know. Ball but, changer? Uh, I don't know. I don't know about that. But, uh, a know, little bit I'll hypoglycemic. Change, I don't know what a ball changer. Game changer. Game changer. Why was I going with balls? We were just talking about basketball. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's that's a world changer. Anyway, I don't know. I was a diaper changer. <laughs> Honestly, thank you so much for uh, for joining us. Thank you. We're gonna you're gonna come on too, right? Oh, Did 100%. I send you a link? Hundred percent. Qualcast Nation. I hope you enjoyed that spectacular episode with Doctor Troy, a full on bookie changer. It was oh, I had fun with that. Find us on Instagram, YouTube. Facebook, Twitter, TikTok, at Quadcast. Leave any comments at Quadcast99 at gmail.com. Leave us that five-star rating. Helps with the visibility of the show. We appreciate you and love you. Check out Quadcast.substack.com. Solving healthcare media where we have all our boogie-changing activity, including our podcast videos meal plans, workouts, all on one platform. Please check it out. Our ebooks, that's the other one. Can't miss it. Anyway, folks, thanks for listening. Connect again real soon. Peace.